Hello and welcome to part two of Things You Don't Want to Hear, Truth Harder. <laughs> An episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel, uh, wife, inspiration, influencer, and loser of 145 pounds. Wow, that is inspiring to me. And exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We need to come up with like a a a really rock solid opener sometime because I feel like I'm like, and we're people who lost weight and now you know that. We always know that. It's yeah. a thing that you people know. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, what you don't know is that we've got some truths to get out. Unleash on you. Yeah. Um, last week, it was an entire week ago, we did an episode, uh, that were, it ended up being nine things, uh, that, uh, that you don't want to hear. And now we've got more things that you don't want to hear. You know what? I am not a big numbers person. I mean, I know I just, I was like, oh, it's 145 pounds. That's super duper for me. But like, we were like, okay, let's put together a list of 10 things. And now it's some indeterminate, like we're never going to stop saying things that you don't want to hear. So just buckle up, buckle in, buckle down. Donald wanted to recap what we told you last week. We don't have time for that. We got no. so many more things you don't want to know about to tell you about. So if you want to listen to what you didn't want to know last week, listen to that again. No, in case anyone couldn't tell, Catherine is definitely in charge of this organization, <laughs> and she put the kibosh on my recap. So you can go back and listen to the last episode. I gave him a look. Well, the problem is Donald is methodical, and he checks things off lists, and he highlights things. I just sort of have this pattern of check marks and hashes. I don't know what they mean. I don't know what I've already told you. I don't yeah. know what I haven't told you. I don't know the number. So for me, it's just more of a like, I don't know what I've already said. So I don't want to go back and tell you what I didn't know that I already said. So. Yeah. So, well, it's all it's all recorded. It's in, it's on the internet. I'm not going back and listening yeah, to people it. People can hear it. No, I'm just saying the audience can. If they if they're really, if they want to hear the, the things that they don't want to hear. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Maybe it's really a bad idea for a podcast to tell people that they don't want to hear what we're about to say. I think it drives us toward it because there is a, uh, a YouTube channel we watch and they definitely lead with the clickbait like you don't want to know but yeah. like i do want to know what i don't want to know yeah exactly uh these are hidden secrets of of weight loss and fitness so before we go into more things that you don't want to know we want to read an email from jackie with more things you don't want to know <laughs> I, I feel like you do want to hear this email i want to hear this email <laughs> well the thing is we live in a little bubble where we don't see people or talk to people, but then we receive emails with uh, inspiration, and uh, we have inspired someone despite their best efforts to not be inspired by us. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So uh, this email is from Jackie. I asked her if she wanted to go by some other name, but she just said Jackie, so we'll just stick with Jackie. Maybe that's not even a real name. We don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could be anybody. Okay. So here it goes. Um Hi, Weigels. I'm a recent Wolt convert, and I can't thank you all enough. Over the last five years, I've gained weight from two separate pregnancies that just has not been coming off. It won't surprise you to know that I'm trying to get the whole weight off involving keto, Whole30, paleo, carb cycling, and everything exciting you can I think have been of. There. It just never stuck. I couldn't get myself under 185 pounds no matter what I tried. Here comes the good part. Yeah. Okay. 
I've always convinced myself that calories in, calories out was a lie. But it's about nutrient-dense food, not about calories. Yeah. I would tell myself, as I also ate 10 jalapeno poppers, real nutritious, Jackie. (laughs) Yeah, Jackie, the nutrient-dense jalapeno poppers. I never believed in math of calorie counting, and I think it's because it wasn't exciting. Surely the only way to lose weight was to do a complete dietary 180. Well, I stumbled upon your podcast and listened to how boring weight loss was, how unexciting it was, and how very plain weight loss was. I fought my way through an Our episode. Our podcast sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I fought my way through an episode thinking, no way. People don't lose weight this way. Man, I, I love how angry my way through an episode. Like choking it down like Metamucil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I tried everything else, so I decided, okay, I'll track my calories for one week and subtract a few and see what happens. I'll show you guys. Hmm. Uh And then I said, okay, I'll fire up my Fitbit again and walk more and see what happens. Well, here I am one month later. What's going to happen? What do you think happened? You'll find out if you listen to the next episode of We Only Look Thin. I think it was a disaster. What do you think? I'll just tell you right now. Okay. Well, here I am one month later, 10 pounds down. (laughs) Wow. I haven't been in the 170s for a few years, and it feels so freaking good. And I did it the boring way. You're yeah, welcome. you are welcome. Okay, I know that this is a long email, but I wanted to thank you. Your podcast is so incredibly relatable, and that's what hooked me. You all hit all of the roadblocks that I've been unnecessarily putting up in front of myself for years. You called out every fallacy I've encountered. You literally made me say, wow, I've been doing it all wrong all these years. So thank you for everything. Please don't ever stop podcasting. Like, ever. I mean, like, I hope you podcast from a nursing home if it ever comes to that. (laughs) Best, Jackie. Well, that's our plan, Jackie. We've already got the nursing home uh, decked out with the podcast <laughs> recording equipment for uh, for when that eventuality happens. No, thank you very much, Jackie. I really appreciate it. And and that is a really good uh, lead-in, coincidentally, to the episode of Things You Don't Want to Hear because uh, we have lots of things, lots of... Uh, lots more things. Lots of ways to tell you that you've been doing it wrong <laughs> all this time. Well, but honestly, I'm Jackie... May I call you Jackie? I think you may, because that's that's her fake name. No, but I it really means so much when people let us know that boring actually works. And I know it doesn't seem exciting. And for anyone who is new to the podcast, it really seems like it has to be some whirlwind romance to uh, to get you down the scale. But it means so much that uh, and and per Jackie's uh, header, boring got me where excited couldn't which is basically maybe what we will call our podcast from now on. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boring got me. We're exciting. Wouldn't. So thank you, Jackie. We appreciate it. And now here comes more truths on the pain train. Yeah, these are uh, – this is – we're going to see how many we get through in our uh, allotted time before the sponsors uh, cut us off uh, <laughs> from recording, uh, before the uh, the people who run the show stop us. Um, and uh, this is basically an indeterminate number of things that right. you don't want to hear. Ten sounds catchy. You'd, yeah. you'd be scared if we said it was 80 things. Exactly. Um, we I have – I think I have like 14 of them left. Uh, well, I'm sure we're not going to – to get through all of them you know when we used to work out with a personal trainer and be like okay give me one more one more okay one more after that oh my god the that's lack the worst. of it broke down trust so easily so yeah. we're just telling you we don't know what we're gonna tell you we don't yeah. know what the number is you just gotta it, buckle buckle it'll up buckle be down. in the ballpark of 10 sure 
Um, and I am going to take this opportunity. Jackie unintentionally stepped all over my list. And, oh, no! And the first thing on my list of of things you don't want to hear about weight loss and fitness that I have that I'm going to say right now is weight loss and fitness are boring. Really? That yeah, was one of yours? That was really Oh, I'm le- sorry. I stole was the, the, the I was like, one. Donald, we have to read this email right now. <laughs> I can't wait one more episode. But it's true and people don't want to hear it. People want the exciting diet. They're like, I want to hear about the Santa Clarita diet. <laughs> <laughs> Which was that a show really about funny. it's about, a very good show. Yeah, it's a very good show. It was a comedy about eating people. But Timothy anyway, <laughs> is a national treasure. It's true. It's true. Um, but you know, everybody wants that new, exciting plan. That you know, oh my goodness, it's going to get me going. It's going to motivate me. It's going to really like this time. This time, it's going to be so exciting. I'm going to enjoy and love every minute of it. Guess what? It turns out what works is boring. Yeah. It's doing the same things day in and day out, sticking to habits, developing solid habits so that when you don't feel like it, when you are bored, when you're tired, when you're uninspired, you can still do them. You you basically like I have built my life around putting myself on autopilot and going through the motions and completing the habits day in and day out. But guess what? I lost 100 pounds. And my life has improved dramatically. And that's the exciting part of it. Yeah, I know. There was someone the other day mentioned that they had been good for a week and were disappointed that the results. I was like, yeah. a week? I'm like, you I gotta know. buckle down because yeah. guess what? It's been five years and yeah. I'm still working on it. So one week doesn't make uh, everything. Boring is where it is at. Which is basically what our daughter says about us all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're clearly old and boring and have no fashion sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, can I read my next one? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So my mine sort of parlays into this. Oh. You may not be happy with the results of your effort. Ooh, I do not have that Ooh, on nice. my list. Yeah. So it's, that, it's exactly what I just said that that person said. I was really on track for a week and no good things happened for me on the scale. Guess what? It doesn't always show your effort. I know there are some weeks, you know, uh, James Clear talks about how the number on the scale is a lagging indicator of effort, but sometimes you have an amazing week and the number on the scale goes down. Sometimes you have an amazing week and the scale goes up two pounds. Yeah. It's just part of it. It's not, you know, an exact science. Um, sometimes we have water retention, all that jazz. But I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not in it for that exact number or, you know, at the end of the week, I expect, you know, a cash payout of my efforts. I'm in this because... <laughs> I can't wait for the cash payout. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, you, you're like, oh, well, for a whole week, I saved No, I know. It's great. I, yeah. But I'm not... It's not like at the end of the week where I'm going like, all right, that I did it. It's over. Like, five years later, I'm still doing all the things I did five years ago. And uh, I've learned to just, you know what? Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And that is okay and boring. Yeah, there will definitely be uh, be ups and downs and downs and more downs and then ups again. Yeah. And, uh, you know... <laughs> But I think the idea here is that it is your habits over a long period of time. Like, you know, being good, and I'm like making air quotes with my my fingers, uh, being good for one week, you know, it's like, but nothing happened in that week. You know, 
it is over the rest of your life. You have to, you know, do the average of, in air quotes, being good. And then the results will come if you really stick with it. Right. We're not day traders on the stock market trying to get out of stocks, you know, b- before the, the closing bell. I'm in this for the long haul with compounding interest, which I think is a good thing. Yes, I think it is. All right. You go next. I don't know enough about finances to say. All right. So my next one which uh, you're not going to want to hear. I don't know why I keep doing that voice. This is not a vanity project. Ooh, I don't have that. It is a vanity project. (laughs) (laughs) This is about your health and your quality of life. And when I was younger, I, I think that my motivation was entirely to look better, to have people stop teasing me, to attract the opposite sex, and that was why I cared about my my weight loss. But as I got older, I realized that it was about my health. I think that if it was just about vanity, if it was just about looking good, I could let it go. I could I could learn to love myself, you know, and I, I would like to do that anyway. I could learn to be happy with myself at any size. But then diabetes came knocking. And my doctor said to me, you're going to go blind or you're going to lose a limb and I knew I had to do something about it. I really didn't want to do anything about it. I was dragged kind of kicking and screaming into it. But I can tell you, like, I used to have to take naps all the time. I was tired constantly. You know, going on on even the sh- a short walk would exhaust me. Doing anything on the weekend would involve a nap in the middle of the day. Right. We'd, we'd you know. go to Target and then come home and need to really just... Just you know, be take exhausted. it slow the rest you know, of the day. Walking up a flight of stairs would just wreck me. And now I have I have so much more energy five years later than I did five years ago. And I have such a better outlook on life because of it. Like I look forward to walking up a flight of stairs. I look forward to waking up every day. I get up early and I'm like happy about it most days. <laughs> and and I think that it is really about my quality of life and my health and my my diabetes numbers, my A1C number is now back in the normal range and I I feel so much better than I did before and I've probably increased the length of my life too. I'll I'll never know the answer to that question, but um you know, I it is really just not about looking good in a pair of jeans. Well, you know, and this isn't actually on my list, but I'm going to ride your uh, diabetes coattails. Yeah. If I have to hear the term diet culture one more time, I'm going to yeah. freak out. I'm going to freak out. There is nothing like diet culture about diabetes. Diabetes does not care if, you know, diet – I mean, and look, we don't think of it as dieting. We just think about health management and, you know, potato, potato on it. But – it is all well and good in your 20s to want to be bo- body positive. And believe me, we are still body positive. We really – like we do, are doing this because we actually care about our bodies, not For just sure. the shape of my hips, but because we know how much pressure extra weight puts on our joints. And Donald having diabetes, that's not diet culture. That's math. Yeah, absolutely. Math and sugar. <clears throat> math and sugar, Exactly. All right, should I do another one? Since, yeah, uh, he's my got a lot more to say you. to you, you people. Um, so you go next. All right, so my next one is, and this sort of ties into some things we've already said, but no matter how many good days you have in a row, you will have bad days again. Ooh, nice. And I know you're not going to want to hear that, but you can have a month of good days, you can have six months of good days, but 
This is a lifelong project, and eventually you're going to have some bad days again. And I think the thing that I would do all the time was I would stick to something for a week, two weeks, six weeks, whatever. I'm just going to keep naming numbers of weeks, and then I would have a bad day or two bad days or a vacation would come up or an unexpected party or a work lunch or something, and I would just throw away all the progress that I had and stop doing anything and go back to my old habits and then lose all of the progress that I had had made before. And it was just this terrible, vicious cycle over and over again. So learning to deal with the bad days and realizing that a bad day, two bad days, four bad days is not a reason to give up entirely, but to just take that as a day, it's a blip, it's one day in my life, and reset and move on and go back to doing the positive habits that I've built has been really one of the keys to getting the weight off and keeping it off. Well, and for me too, I knew based on 20 years of quitting my way up the scale, 150 pounds, that every time I quit because I wasn't happy with a result or, you know, I had a bad weekend and I felt like I had failed the system, I would quit for six months, a year, two years until I was up on the scale, 20, 30 pounds, and then I'd give it another go. And I think for me, and I I listened to a podcast uh, a while ago called Brain Over Binge, and the host had a guest on who talked about reducing the intensity the frequency and the duration of a setback. So instead of having six weeks of, you know, I'll do it once the next semester starts or I'll do it, you know, after my birthday or the holiday, knowing now that I self-correct after a weekend or after an indulgence, that I'm reducing how many times it happens, how long it lasts and how intense the indulgence is. And I expect setbacks now. I don't see it as I thought I was fixed because I had a great, you know, three weeks. And now, I, you know, obviously I'm broken. It's just like, nope, it's part of the process. Okay, keep moving forward. And it feels so much better to know that it's just part of the process instead of feeling like I've got to undo all my progress again and find some new plan that works for me. I just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. That's what I got to do. I got to keep moving forward. Absolutely. I like it. Good. Um, do is that two? I, I'm not that very was, good. That was two for me. I'm yes. not. I'm not good at this. Um, so mine kind of ties into that. So that this sort of ties into it. You will gain weight while you're losing weight. Mm. I gained weight probably 20 times in losing 100 pounds. Yeah. I had you know, and I I sort of said this, but when I started in January 2016, I knew that my pattern because I'd quit tw- you know for 20 years. I knew my pattern was to be really great on plan for about five or six weeks and yeah. lose weight and lose weight. And then I would gain weight for no reason. I was compliant. I was doing everything right. I knew this time I just had to push past the gain because before I would quit when I gained and then revenge gain another 20 pounds to prove that I was broken and, and special and not able to lose weight. This time I said, I will not quit even if I go up on the scale. So in the process of losing 100 pounds, I gained little, you know, half a pound here, 
you know, a pound there. But in total, over 18 months, I lost 100 pounds. And just think about what would have happened if that first time in February 2016, I just said, forget it. Like, what a waste of time that would have been. I know. But I did it for 20 years. So you're going to gain weight. You're not broken. The system isn't broken. The world isn't against you. It's just a natural fluctuation. Yeah. And, and you know, the same thing happened to me. I, I, gained, a, I gained weight a bunch of times during the the time when I was actively trying to lose weight. And there were also times where I would do the the same things and I would have, you know, two, three, four great weeks in a row where I lost some weight and then I would just stop and I didn't change anything and and I would just plateau. And so then I had to do more. And it's just one of those things that happens. And it is a sort of a catch-22 almost that as you're losing weight, you kind of have to do more to keep losing weight as you're going. And that maybe is another hard truth uh, to add to the uh, to the list. You get to do more things. You get to do more things. Exactly. I like that. All right. So um, my next one is, and I call this one the can't I just do nothing? <laughs> the answer is no. And the hard truth here, the thing you don't want to hear is that you have to put in the work. And there are, we give people all the time who come to us and they say, but can I just do this? And, but I don't want to do that. But I, I really don't want to do this other thing. And I'm I don't want to I'm not going to change do, anything. I'm what do gonna, I do? Yeah, I'm not willing to change one thing in my life, but <laughs> I still want to lose weight. What do I do? And the answer is you have to change stuff. And it stinks. It's hard. But if you don't change anything, nothing is going to change. And you really do need to put in some work in to do this. And it is a thing that you don't want to hear. It's something I didn't want to hear, but it is really the only way to make this happen. That is a very good one. Thank you. All right. So I am very interested to see that we really don't have any overlaps here. So it's very exciting for me. But I know, I know. This, uh, this could be a 20-part <laughs> series of things you don't want to hear. Uh, so my next one uh, kind of ties into it is... The perfect conditions may never come for you to focus on your weight loss. Ah. You keep thinking, once I graduate, once I settle down, once we move, once COVID is over, once we have the tax season over, once this work project is over, once things settle down. Never in the history of settle down has anything ever settled down. When your family situation changes, when you have more time to focus and concentrate, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Maybe you have these blissful two or three weeks a year that suddenly everything seems kind of calm, something else is going to come up. And if you don't make space in your life for this imperfectly, the perfect circumstances are never going to present themselves. Yeah, and and I have a related one on my Ooh, list. Nice. I don't think it's the same thing, but I was calling it the don't wait till Monday to start. Ooh, that's a good one. And it, I was going to tie it into what you just said, which is you should start right now. This is all the, the thing you don't want to hear. You shouldn't wait until after that event that's coming up in a month. You shouldn't wait until New Year's Day. You shouldn't wait until Monday and try and get it all out of your system oh, yeah. in the meantime. And that ties into what Catherine was saying. There is never going to be a perfect set of circumstances to get this going. You just need to do it. You need to start right now. 
And that doesn't mean, the good news is, that doesn't mean that you have to figure it all out today. You don't have to decide everything that you're going to do, but you should decide to do something. You should add something to your life, even if it's just you're going to track one meal or you're going to add one five-minute walk to your day. Add something to your day and then slowly build on it. You can do it in baby steps, but you should not wait till Monday. Do it right now. Well, and I think there actually have been studies done that show that people who start on Mondays are perfectionists. And if, say, Monday goes goes great, Tuesday goes great, and then Wednesday they stumble or, you know, someone in the uh, the R&D department – we got some kickback on the accounting department slang. We, got, we have some <laughs> accounting people who are not super happy with us talking about the accounting department. Yeah, uh, I don't know why our go-to is always accounting. I, I we, blame the office because well, the accounting crew on that show were always, like, the worst. And the problem is we also have the – we talk about the motivation bus isn't coming. We actually have a listener, a friend of the show, who is a bus driver who takes oh, umbrage yeah. with us down, uh, down talking buses and their inconsistency because they are on time and ready and available. So I might say the motivation mobile, kind of like a Batmobile situation. Hey, I went through a phase in my 20s where I didn't have a car and I relied on the bus heavily and it was great. I was glad it was there. We are pro bus driver. We are pro public transportation. So anyway, right. So there have been studies done that show that if you are a perfectionist, you wait until Monday. If you if you slip by Wednesday, then you say, I'll just start next Monday. Yeah. It's not start Thursday. Nobody starts on a Thursday. What kind of a thing is it doing on a Thursday? You can't think about that. Right. So if you wait for that Monday, Monday, Monday mentality or the new year, new month, whatever, then you're not just embracing the day and the next choice. We have learned to embrace the next choice and the next you know, the next day, not the next Monday. Exactly. All right. So uh, why don't I do a couple in a row here? The first one is mindset is more important than diet and exercise. Yeah. And I think that this is thing something that people don't want to hear. They just want to be told, well, give me a plan to get on, give me an exercise plan and a diet plan, and let me do that. And I know from experience my whole life that getting on a plan isn't going to work if you don't change the way you view the world and you don't change the way you view your health and fitness. And it wasn't almost until afterwards, I mean, it was partially through this process that I realized that it was my mindset changes that were the most important. It was realizing that I had to do this for the rest of my life, that I had to make changes to my life and not just go on a plan for a while and be done. Yeah. And I I mean, I think that ties into our Walt wedding episode where we talked about, are you in an arranged marriage or a shotgun wedding situation or an actual situation where you love yourself and you love the process and you're just trying to improve your life. Because if we see it as a, this isn't fair and nobody else has to do it, that's not going to get you anywhere. That's not helpful. Exactly. All right. This will be my last one for the episode. And I, I think it's one of the hardest things to hear. It's that you are not going to hit your goal weight if you don't make it a priority. Mm. and people oftentimes they just want it to be a backseat. They want it to be a passive experience where they don't have to actively do anything. Well, and I think too that those people who are like, I just cut out Coke and I've lost 50 pounds. That's like an anomaly person who can do that. We've had to make serious changes in our lifestyle and that's great. It worked and we feel much better about ourselves and it actually paid off. So 
hearing those like get thin quick things can make it feel like I just need to find the right quick thing. But that's not really the case. Yeah, exactly. It's not just a matter of finding the perfect plan. It's about really being willing to change all kinds of aspects of your life and also really changing the way you look at all things in your life, working on those boundaries, working on a positive mindset, um, encouraging yourself rather than discouraging yourself, realizing that you are capable of hard things and that it's going to take some work and effort to do this, but that you can do it. Believe me, if Catherine and I can do it, you can do it. Like there was nobody who was lower on the scale than us than this. I mean, not the at like very high, high on, on the, the actual scale, scale. Low on the- lower on the scale of of uh, being able to be capable of doing this five years ago. Exactly. So as you are scowling at your podcast app right now, really not super happy with all of the hard truths that we are throwing your way. That might be an indicator. If you're annoyed by this episode, that might be an indicator that there are some things that might need to change. If you are saying, Catherine and Donald are awesome and amazing, yay, you're on the right path. If you're really (laughs) annoyed by this episode, uh, that probably means that there's a bit of truth that you might not be ready to deal with. So what one thing, what one mindset shift, what uh, story that you're telling yourself, what might you be able to change today? Not tomorrow, not well, once I figure out what the full list is, then I'll rank them. No, there's something in this episode that is meaningful. Go with it immediately. Start making changes because there's never going to be that perfect red carpet moment where the world, you know, opens up to you and it's the perfect day to start. Don't wait till the next semester, until school ends, until the work deadline shifts. Make a change today because five years ago, I didn't have a master plan that was like, well, I'm confident I'll have my own podcast in five years and that'll be, no, I was just like, count the calories. Count the calories and don't quit. That's kind of where I was. So I bet you can start with something today. It doesn't have to feel magical and inspiring and a divine intervention. Just get started. It pays off. And I think that is a great way to wrap this up. Uh, I think we'll have to discuss whether we're going to do part three of this series. I think series. we are. Yeah. We are. We're getting bring All right. All right. Because I have, uh, I think I have seven or eight or nine of these things left. Um, all right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I know this was a lot of things you didn't want to hear, and we appreciate you hearing them. And uh, come back for more next time. If you uh, enjoyed this episode, all of our episodes are available wherever you found this podcast. And you can always go to our website and listen to all of them at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on Join Our Support Group. It is a Facebook-based accountability and uh, support group for women. There are two subscription options, a monthly subscription with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if it's right for you. If you don't like Facebook, if you don't like Mark Zuckerberg, maybe don't join. But if you're if you're into a private group of uh, women who are there to support one another, encourage and be honest about your vulnerabilities and struggles and successes with weight loss, then give us a try. Yes, indeed. Give it a try. Uh, And if you would like to uh, reach out to us, you can always reach us via email at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We do answer questions, uh, and uh, it may take us a minute to get back to you, but we, uh, we always do reply eventually. And uh, we might read your email on the air like we did with Jackie earlier. Thank you again, Jackie, for writing in. Uh, we have also uh, taken listener questions and turned them into episodes. If there are, if you've got your own things that, uh, that people don't want to hear, we'd love to add them to our list. If you've got episode ideas, if there's things that you'd like us to talk more about, 
We love to hear from you. And you can also reach out to us on the socials uh, at We Only Look Thin on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you would like to head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcasting app and give us five-star review, that would be super-duper helpful. Not only does it make us uh, feel great, warms our heart, burns some extra calories, uh, but it also helps other people find our podcast. Uh, so rate and review. We would love to hear from you. Yes, we would. We really appreciate it. So if you're still wondering if Jackie's 10 jalapeno poppers are the best way to lose weight, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>